Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening. Joe Beningo with you here on the Oda Payne podcast. It is Friday. It is December 30th. It is New Year's Eve, Eve 2022. And the Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast, of course, is brought to you by a needed discount tire by Hackensack Brewing Company and our good friends at DraftKings. Uh, it is the next to last weekend of the NFL season, the ever fast moving NFL season. We are done with the games in the calendar year of 2022. And of course, the next time we see the NFL will be on New Year's Day 2023. It is a monster football weekend coming up. Obviously, well, you got all the bowl games going on this week if you're into these, you know, lesser bowls. And then, of course, Saturday night, New Year's Eve, you have the two semifinal games in the college football championships. First up at 4 o'clock, number two, Michigan, against number three, TCU. And then the nightcap at 8 o'clock, number one, Georgia, against number four, Ohio State. Uh, It should be a a terrific, terrific uh, doubleheader. I'd love to see TCU beat Michigan here. I'd love to see them go all the way, to be very honest, because to me, they're the real underdog of these teams, you know. Uh, nobody had TCU getting to the Final Four before the year started, and everybody probably had Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State. And, you know, you could question whether Ohio State should be there or not, but, you know, they only had the one loss. They got whacked at home by Michigan, but nevertheless, uh, only that one loss team probably should be there. You got the two undefeated teams with Michigan and Georgia, and, of course, TCU, that one loss, they lost in the uh, – Big 12 championship game when what was a tremendous game against Kansas State, who they had already beaten earlier in the year. And of course, as I mentioned, Ohio State didn't have any championship game after they lost that game to Michigan to end their regular season. But it should be tremendous, and it all gets underway tomorrow night, New Year's Eve, stunningly that it's New Year's Eve. And again, 4 o'clock TCU, Michigan, 8 o'clock Georgia, and uh, the uh, Buckeyes of Ohio State. So that will kick you off for, as I said, what is a tremendous weekend. All the NFL games on Sunday. Monday, you got the uh, the big ball games as well. You got the Rose Bowl on Monday. I believe tonight is the Orange Bowl. Isn't the Orange Bowl tonight? The all-orange, Orange Bowl, I think actually is tonight, and it's all orange because it's Tennessee against Clemson. So you got a lot of orange going on there. All the orangeness in the Orange Bowl uh, tonight. So that game's tonight. And I mentioned the games tomorrow. And then, of course, the granddaddy of them all, as they call them on uh, New Year's uh, holiday, which will actually be January 2nd because New Year's Day is on a Sunday with the NFL taking that up. And, of course, the big one, Penn State and Utah in the Rose Bowl. All right. Monster NFL weekend. Huge games for the Giants and the Jets. The Giants, of course, play the more abound Indianapolis Colts on Sunday at MetLife, a win, and they are in. Stunningly, the Giants, nobody had any expectations for them coming into the year. The new regime coming in, Brian Dable, Joel Shane, and they have now the Giants at 8-6-1 and one on the precipice of making the playoffs this year. 
for the first time since 2016. It is unbelievable the job they have done. And really, they should t- they should beat up the Colts tomorrow. The Colts look like they've mailed it in. You know, they were competitive two weeks ago when they had that 33-0 lead against Minnesota. Of course, they wound up losing that game shockingly in overtime and then did not look great in that uh, game Monday night when they lost to the uh, L.A. Chargers 20-3. So the Giants in very good shape. They're getting some people back. Uh, Xavier McKinney looks like he'll be back for the game on Sunday. Same thing for Adoree Jackson. So they're getting two of their big players back in the secondary for this game on Sunday. I'm sure the crowd at MetLife is going to be going nuts, not only with the playoff spot on the line, but it's the final game of the year at MetLife Stadium, barring some kind of miracle where the Giants would wind up hosting the NFC title game. But I doubt that's going to happen. So uh, it'll be the last, you know, the last game of the year at MetLife. And look, I mean, I think the Giants are in great shape. Daniel Jones has had a fabulous year. I've mentioned this uh, earlier about Jones. I think he merits MVP consideration. Nobody has done more with less than Daniel Jones has. Uh, So you got to give him a lot of credit. I think the Giants are going to have to give him a big contract going into next year. No doubt about it. Saquon Barkley as well, who's had a a terrific bounce back year, maybe the comeback player of the year. What a tremendous season he's had. And, you know, again, they're probably going to wind up franchising Barkley because you only got to pay him about $12, $13 million at the franchise tag, as opposed to the 30 plus million you'll be paying Daniel Jones as far as a franchise tag with the quarterback. So I got to think, You'll, get, you'll see a multi-year deal for Jones and franchising Barkley, but that's uh, for later on. Giants got to take care of business now on Sunday. They beat Indy, and they are in. Um, right now, they're holding the sixth seed in the NFL NFC playoffs, and you know we'll see what happens. Uh, probably will play, if they make the playoffs, either the San Francisco 49ers or the Minnesota Vikings. And if you're the Giants... I think you'd much rather play. I'd give them a real shot in Minnesota. I mean, but they should have beat them last week. Came so close, a 61-yard field goal away from beating them on Christmas Eve. And, the uh, you know, San Francisco may be the best team in the NFL right now. So I think that would be a tall order. But let first, the Giants have to take care of business, take care of Indianapolis on Sunday, and uh, go from there and uh, move on into the into the NFC playoffs. As far as the Jets, It's very simple. The Jets need to win their last two games of the season against Seattle and Miami on the road, and they need the Patriots to lose one of their last two, either against uh, Miami Sunday in Foxborough or the final game of the year in Buffalo against the Bills. And as I always say, I always say, my, my, my partner Evan Roberts would always say it this way, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And this week, we have to root for the enemy. We got to, you know, we get sleeping with the enemy on, on Sunday, uh, one o'clock, where we will all Jet fans will be rooting for the Miami Dolphins to take care of business against the New England Patriots. Now, even if New England winds up winning that game, of course, uh, the Jets can still get in uh, if they win their two games and then the Patriots would beat the Bills. Uh, excuse me, the other way around, actually. The Bills would beat the Patriots in the final game of the regular season. Buffalo has a monster game coming up. Great, great Monday night game this week. You could not have a better Monday night game than what we have coming up this week. Buffalo and Cincinnati in Cincinnati. All kinds of playoff implications there. Right now, the Bills would be the number one seed. They're tied uh, with the with the uh, same record. They're both twelve and three. The Bills and the Chiefs, but the Bills have the tiebreaker because they beat Kansas City earlier in the season. 
So we'll see. Right now, Cincinnati at 11-4 and four is leading the AFC North by a game over Baltimore. Remember, Baltimore beat them earlier in the year. Cincinnati closes the season out against the Ravens. So, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy playoff implications coming up. But uh, you want to see the Bills win because you want the Bills to be playing for that number one seed the last game of the year if it comes down to that, if we need Buffalo to beat New England. Now, none of that matters if the Jets don't win their two games. I mean, you know, and obviously Mike White will be starting this week. Thank God that's the case. No doubt about it. Somehow the Jets are favored. What are they, a point and a half? I, I think it's a point and a half now. Uh, either two or a point and a half favorite over Seattle on the road. That's unbelievable. You think about that? I mean, the Jets have barely been favored all year. And now they're favored on the road against Seattle. I mean, Seattle's had their problems. They've lost three straight games. They have not been, I think they're three and four at home. They have not had the home field advantage they've had in years gone by. You know, Geno Smith has kind of hit the skids a little bit the last few weeks. You can certainly run the football on the Seahawks. This is not the old Legion of Doom defense from uh, years uh, when the when the uh, Seahawks went to the Super Bowl two years in a row. So uh, we'll see. But look, it's going to be a big day on Sunday. You got the Giant game at 1 o'clock against the Colts. You got the uh, Patriot-Dolphin game at 1 o'clock in Foxborough. You got the Jets at 4 I believe they moved that game now from 4.05 to 4.25. So you got the Jets-Seattle game, 425 on Sunday. And we'll see what happens from there. Look, this team has got to play better. They've lost four games in a row. It's a miracle that the Jets are still in position to make the playoffs. They had everything uh, that needed to break their way, broke their way last weekend. Cincinnati beat the Patriots. The uh, Packers beat the Dolphins. Of course, the news, as we found out after the game Sunday, that Tua Tungavailoa, actually suffered a concussion during the loss to the Packers. And maybe that explains why he threw three brutal picks in the fourth quarter, uh, really channeling his inner Zach Wilson in doing so. And, you know, leading to that 26-20 Packer victory. Now the Packers are still in position to make the playoffs too. I mean, they, unbelievably enough, they play Minnesota this week at home. If they win and the Lions, win, here's a scenario for Green Bay if you care about the Packers. The scenario for Green Bay is they got to win their last two games, both at home against their division rivals, the Vikings and the Lions. All right. And that's, you know, that could be a playoff playing game for uh, uh, Detroit and Green Bay, the final game in a regular season. It's possible. But the Packers and the Lions and, and Seattle, for that matter, who's still alive at seven and eight, need for the Commanders to lose one of their last two games. The Commanders right now at seven, seven and one are sitting in that final playoff spot in the NFC right now. But they need the commanders to lose one of their last two games. They play the Browns this week, and then they close the season out at home against the Cowboys. So we'll see how that plays out. Still so many playoff uh, machinations left. And how about this? I mentioned this on the radio show the other day. 11 teams. Think about this, uh, uh, football fans, NFL fans. 11 teams with losing records still have a chance to make the playoffs with two weeks to go. Think about it. 11. You got the Jets and the Patriots in the AFC East. Uh, you have the Steelers in the AFC North. Sitting, all three of those teams <clears throat> sitting there at seven and eight. You got the Jaguars and the Titans. Both the Jaguars are seven and eight. The Titan, Titans lost last night uh, to the uh, Cowboys. So they're seven and nine. 
But those, no matter what happens, the Jaguars play Houston on Sunday in Houston. No matter what happens in that game, next Sunday, the Jaguars and the Titans for the AFC South crown, and that game will be in Jacksonville. It doesn't matter what happens in the Jaguar-Houston game. That game will be for the division title next week. The winner of that game between Tennessee and Jacksonville will win the AFC South. And very, and very, it very, mal, very well may be that the winner of that division is going to have a losing record. So we'll see how that plays out. So you got those teams. You got the Jets and the Patriots. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's three. You got the two teams in the AFC South, Jacksonville and Tennessee. That's five. Uh, then you fast forward uh, to the uh, to the NFC side of the ledger, right? You got the Packers. And you got the Lions, both of them are seven and eight. They're still very much alive. Now you got seven teams. Then you look at those those teams in the NFC South. You know what that feels like. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Carolina all under 500. And then finally, you got the Seattle Seahawks, who are seven and eight as well. So you got 11 teams with two weeks left to go right now under 500 that could still make the playoffs when all is said and done in the National Football League. I mean, that is crazy. And I think that's pretty much, you know, one of the one of the um, uh, uh, the good things, I guess, about having a 17 game season, the eternal season. Now it's unbelievable. Think about it. 17 games. We still got two weeks to go, and we're actually going to have two weeks in the new year in the regular season. As I have my Maxwell House coffee that I love to have, good to the last drop, as we know. They really should be sponsoring this, shouldn't they? Where the hell are the people at Maxwell House? Let's go. <laughs> Aaron, if you listen to this, get in touch with Maxwell House. Tell them I drink their coffee. They should be sponsoring the damn show. I mean, let's be real. Anyway. All right. Well, we're going to have my NFL picks coming up in a matter of moments. But it's crazy to think that you have all these teams with losing records still with a shot to make the playoffs in the NFL. And just a, a wonderful last two weeks of the season. And all the games next week, in the final week of the season, still yet to be determined on what game, uh, you know, what times those games are going to be, and so many possibilities for games to be flexed. I mean, you could have the Jacksonville-Tennessee game flexed to the night game. You could have the Dolphin-Jet game flexed to the night game. You could have the Packer-Lion game uh, flexed to the night game. I mean, think about it. All these games, who who knows what game is going to wind up being a night game because you got all these crazy playoff implications uh, that are still to be determined. I guess you could even have the raven Bengal game because that game may very well be for the AFC North title as well, depending how uh, everything plays out with all is said and done. Uh, maybe even the uh, New Orleans-Carolina uh, game. Maybe that game will be flexed because that game could wind up uh, being for the uh, NFC South crown. So all kinds of uh, possibilities for the f- uh, final week of the season. But we still have one week before that. And uh, like I said, we'll do my NFL picks coming up for week 17 in a matter of moments. Let's get our uh, sponsors in here. We'll start out with my friends at DraftKings. And you know the deal. DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, the official uh, betting partner of the NFL. And it's the place to go when you're betting the NFL this holiday season. And right now, all all new customers, easy for me to say, can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check it out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
Place the same game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot. <clears throat> Excuse me again as I uh, do that to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code O the Pain. O H T H E P A I N. Place a five dollar bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code O the Pain. And of course, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling one eight hundred GAMBLER one eight hundred four two six two five. Three, seven. Of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget, two weeks from tonight, on next January 13th, the Friday night before the playoffs begin, we will do our next live podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know the deal located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge and uh, 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's beautiful Fairmont neighborhood. The tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Go see my buddy Mike Jones. I don't know how he feels about Derek Carr has now been benched for the final two games of the regular season. For the Raiders, he's gone. So I I don't think there's any question. The Raiders will be looking for a new quarterback next year. Uh, Derek Carr, I forget what the deal is. They got to pay him something if they, if he, whatever. I don't even want to get into all of it. The bottom line is Josh McDaniels benched him for the last two games of the regular season. Jared Stidham is going to play these two games um, uh, that the Raiders have left on their schedule. And then uh, they play the Niners this week, and then they wrap the season up against the Chiefs. But Derek Carr, safe to say, will not be on the Raiders next year. He'll be looking for a new team. I don't know how Jones feels about that. But go see Mike Jones. Go see uh, Herb, TJ, Andre over at uh, the Hackensack Brewing Company. And again, and when you, while you're there, make sure you check out my Oda Payne beer as well. And, and uh, don't forget, two weeks from tonight, the next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And finally, last but certainly not least, uh, my good friends over at the Anita Discount Tire, my son Johnny, his Saints still very much alive with two weeks to go at six and nine, and uh, obviously have to win their last two games and then need uh, some things to happen for them. Certainly need Tampa Bay to lose this week to Carolina. And then next week, essentially, Maybe playing Carolina for the division title. That certainly is a possibility. So, But um, this week, a very tough game for the Saints because they go to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. And, of course, if the Eagles win on Sunday, they will wrap up the division in the NFC East and wrap up the home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. So not easy. But go check out Anita Tire. See Johnny. See uh, Ari, his boss. They do a great job. Any tires that you need, any work you need done on your car, Go check them out. Tell them I sent you. Um, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue, Anita Discount Tire. We want to thank them again for another year of being with us on the Oda Payne Podcast. Okay, here we go. Do a little drum roll. There you go, my wife. Sounding the alarm there. As we get ready for my picks for week, stunningly, week 17 in the National Football League. Now, I've been I've been fading a little bit of late. I went two and three last week. Uh, my record now for the season: forty-two up, thirty-three down, five pushes. As we go to the last ten games that we're going to pick this year, <clears throat> five this week and five next week. Of course, we'll do the picks as well for the playoffs. But as far as the regular season, so two and three last week: forty-two, thirty-three, and five on the year. Here we go. I'm starting out. I mentioned the Eagles Saint game. Sorry, Johnny. I love the Eagles here. I really do. The Eagles are a five and a half point favorite 
whether Jalen Hurts starts or whether Gardner Minshew starts, it doesn't matter. You saw the game Minshew had last week against the Cowboys. Even though they lost that game 40-34, to 34, he was terrific in that game. You can certainly win games with Minshew. I don't think it really matters there. I, I'm sure it'll be rocking on New Year's Day uh, down at the link in Philadelphia. As I said, if the Eagles win, they not only win the NFC, clinch the NFC East crown, they also clinch home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs and the coveted first round bye. I, you know what? The Saints are six and nine. They're still still alive for the NFC South crown. I just don't think they're very good. I don't have a lot of confidence in Andy Dalton. The Saints offense has had trouble moving the ball all year. Nice job by them winning in the deep freeze in Cleveland last week. They won that game 17-10. I don't see it. It's going to be a lot warmer in Philadelphia this week. It's probably going to be in the 50s on Sunday down there. I love the Eagles here. I, I think the crowd's going to be roaring. You're only giving up five and a half. It's not a big number. And like I said, I don't think it matters if Minshew's playing or if Hertz is playing. Give me the Eagles laying five and a half. At home Sunday against New Orleans. That's game one. Game two, I'm going down to Tampa, and I'm taking the Panthers getting three in Tampa against the Bucks. Now, we all know the deal with the Panthers. If they win out, they win the NFC South. They have the Bucks this week. They got the Saints next week in New Orleans. If they win those two games, they win it. Case closed. That's it. Right now, they're a game behind Tampa. Tampa's at seven and eight. They were life and death to beat the crummy Cardinals last week. But Tampa's at seven and eight. The Panthers are at six and nine. The Panthers coming off that steamrolling last Sunday over the Lions uh, down in Carolina when they rushed for 350 yards. It's amazing the job Steve Wilkes has done. You know, they fired Matt Rule. They traded their best player, Christian McCaffrey. They traded their best receiver, Robbie Anderson. And the Panthers have not looked back. Sam Donald's done a terrific job as the quarterback there. They've been able to be one of the best running football teams in the league. I love them getting three in Tampa. I, I Look, remember Carolina beat Tampa earlier in the year. This Buck team is just not any good. I know there's seven and eight. I know the, the chances are that they're probably still going to win the division. We'll see how it plays out. Brady has not had a good year. Uh, Todd Bowles has showed again why he is not a very good coach. I just, I just think right now the Panthers are playing a lot better football than the Bucs are. Like I said, the Bucs were life and death. They were down 10 last week at one point in that game on Monday night against Arizona and, you know, had a, a comeback to pull the game out. They actually won the game in overtime. Uh, it, it's The Bucs are just not that good. I mean, give me a break. You know, Brady is showing signs that he's 45 years old. I mean, I, I think that's that's pretty evident right now. And I just like the karma that I'm getting from Carolina. They got something going there. so I, And I'm getting three. I realize it's on the road, but I love the Panthers. Give me Carolina plus three in Tampa against the Bucks. That's game two. Game three, I'm taking the Texans, getting four at home against the Jaguars. Now, as I mentioned, this game means nothing to Jacksonville. Nothing. Because whether they win or lose, Next Sunday, they will be playing the Titans for the AFC South crown, no matter what happens in this game against the Texans on Sunday. So I don't know how the Jaguars are going to approach this game, but I love Houston getting four. Houston's a live team. They beat the Titans last week. The week before that, they actually took the Chiefs to overtime uh, in Kansas City. I mean, they've been playing well. The week before that, they had the Cowboys beat 
And the Cowboys needed a 98-yard drive led by Dak Prescott in the closing minutes to win to pull that game out. So Houston is suddenly uh, a team that's actually playing pretty good football, even though they only got two wins on the season. I love them in this game getting four. I mean, it's going to be a close game no matter what. The Jaguars coming off that that beatdown against a Jet team last Thursday that basically laid down. Uh, we you know we won't get into too much more of that in the going away party, if you will, for Zach Wilson. But nevertheless, I love Houston here. Give me Houston plus four at home against the Jaguars. I think the the Texans actually win the game outright. And as I said, the game means nothing. It's a meaningless game to the Jaguars. Everything next week when they play the Titans for the uh, AFC South crown. So that's game three. Game four, I like the Lions at home against the Bears laying six. You know, the Lions, everybody was loving them. You know, they were red hot. They come off that win over the Jets at MetLife. Then they go to Carolina. And as I said, they got steamrolled by the Panthers. Uh, Carolina rushed for 350 yards on them in that game. I think the Lions bounce back in a big way. The Bears aren't any good. You know, the Bears are basically playing out the string with the three wins they have. I think Detroit's going to light up Chicago here. I think they're going to blow them out. You're only laying six. And remember, the Lions are still very much alive. If Washington loses to uh, to Cleveland on Sunday and the Lions win their game, they will and, and Green Bay wins their game against Minnesota, the Lions and the Packers will basically be playing a playoff game next week in Green Bay. So I Lions still very much alive at seven and eight. I love them here. The Bears are not any good. I think they pretty much mailed it in for the season. You're only laying six. Detroit, you know, scores a lot of points. Give me Detroit laying six at home against the Bears. That's game four. Game five, this team has been good to me all year. I'm five and one in games that I've picked with this team, and that's the Giants. I love them. Five and a half points. I got them at five and a half over the Colts. Some places it's six. Who knows? By game time, it may be more than that. I don't care. I think the Giants are going to beat up the Colts here. The Colts stink. They've mailed in their season. And the Giants are playing for a playoff spot. They are not going to lose this football game. MetLife is going to be rocking. Uh, It's going to be nice weather. It might rain on Sunday, but it's going to be nice weather in the high 50s, believe it or not, for New Year's Day. Uh, People are going to be in a festive mood coming off, you know, maybe coming, you know, right from the party on on Saturday night, right to the game at MetLife for the 1 o'clock kickoff. Love the Giants here. They They will roll into the playoffs on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. So give me the Giants laying five and a half at home against Indy to punch their ticket to the NFC playoffs. Absolutely love them in that game. And like I said, I've been, the Giants have been good to me all year, five and one in picking their games this year. So the Beningo prediction, the Beningo picks for week 17. Give me the Eagles laying five and a half at home against New Orleans. Give me the Panthers getting three in Tampa against the Bucks. Give me the Texans getting four at home against the Jaguars. Give me the Lions laying six at home against the Chicago Bears. And last but least, give me the Giants on their way to the playoffs, laying five and a half at home against the Indianapolis Colts. The Joe Beningo NFL picks week 17 in the National Football League. All right. Now, we got a couple minutes left. Just want to uh, preview a little bit this Jet game on Sunday. I mean, I, how do I feel? People have been asking me how I feel about this game. I'm about 50-50 in this game, you know? 
somewhere even money. I, I, I don't know how I feel. I mean, this team has lost four consecutive games. They are not playing well. <clears throat> you got to feel better because Mike White is starting. I mean, obviously, that makes you feel better. Looks like Denzel Mims, if that matters, I don't know. Looks like he'll be he's cleared from his concussion pro- protocol to play in the game in Seattle on Sunday. Uh, the offensive line has not played well. The Jets have not been able to run the football. They got to get back to being able to run it. Uh, you could certainly run the football on Seattle. Their defense is, is okay at best. As I mentioned, um, the uh, Panthers rushed for 250 yards on them a couple weeks ago in Seattle. So I need to see the running game get going again. Uh, something out of Bam Knight. He's been quiet the last two weeks. I'd like to see Robert Salah play Ty Johnson in this game. Can we see him get some run? He played a little bit against the Jaguars. I need to see him get involved more in the running game here. I really do. You know, maybe you get something out of Michael Carter, who's had a quiet year. I need to see the Jets run the ball better in this football game. But you got to feel better about White playing here, throwing the ball to Elijah Moore, throwing the ball to uh, my guy Garrett Wilson. You know, the Jets are the better football team than the Seahawks. I'm sorry. Now, I understand the Seahawks. You got the little the revenge factor. Pete Carroll, you know, still has a grudge against the Jets from all those years ago after they fired him after one year after the 1994 season. Of course, the Jets were 6-5 and five and then lost their last five games in a year to finish 6-10. and 10. Still, Pete Carroll got a raw deal there, but nevertheless, remember, Leon Hess got rid of Pete Carroll and brought in Richie Kotite. How'd that work out? But anyway, all right, so Pete Carroll still has a little bit of a you-know-what uh, a chip on his shoulder for the Jets. Obviously, Geno Smith does as well. You know, as uh, he started his career, was drafted by the Jets. It didn't work out well there. So you got that aspect as well. But look, so I'm somewhere in the middle of this game. Uh, the Jets are due to win. I mean, the Seahawks have lost three in a row. The Jets have lost four in a row. The Jets are due to win. They're favored on the road in Seattle. That's unbelievable when you think about it. So we'll see what happens. But again, the scenario for the Jets, win two, win in Seattle, win in Miami, and then the Patriots need to lose one of their last two, either Sunday to the Dolphins, next week to Buffalo, and the Jets would be in the playoffs. Please, God, from my lips to God's ears. Everybody, have a great holiday. Happy New Year to all. No drinking and driving on New Year's Eve. I'll talk to you on Monday.